And good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to today's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL. And my God, do we have one heck of a show for you. If you're having lunch, if you're just making waking up, or of course, you're just about to go to sleep, no matter where you are, you're going to have one hour, well, I'll say 90 minutes, maybe a little bit more of the best Xbox news you can get on Tuesday afternoon. Now, I have to be very specific because I can't say at night because obviously that crown goes to dealer gaming and that crew over at, of course, RDX. And you know what, what I want to do is before we get into some personal news I want to share with the uh, with the community, I want to do a shout out. Now, I don't think he's listening to the show and sometimes he does. I got to congratulate Colt Eastwood. He launched his show yesterday. Obviously, it went up against primetime gaming, and he won magnificently. Um, but, you know, Colt is such a great member of this community. I could not be more proud to see him doing his own channel. Last night, he had, wow, two major guests on there. Obviously, he had Jeffrey Grub Grub. Obviously, we had Jeff a couple of weeks ago uh, on primetime gaming. But he had Rich from Re Review Tech USA, and I'm a fan of Rich. Now, granted, we don't always get along. Rich has, you know, kind of made me hot under the collar a few times, but I still subscribe to his channel. And I still watch his stuff on a weekly basis. So he had those two powerhouses on, and obviously I want to say a big congratulations to Colt Eastwood because that, you know, um, you know, you know, he, I always thought he should have his own channel, to be honest with you. I think he's a powerhouse in the community, and uh, I love the work that he does. So I just want to say congratulations. Uh, one other quick thing, um, and this is a small thing. You're going to notice that uh, Super Chats have been disabled. So if you're wondering why that is, it's for personal reasons. Uh, I'm just evaluating some different things. Uh, YouTube has become... Uh, more of a business than a, uh, than something I like to do for a hobby. And right now, we're going to keep, uh, and I say we because my wife is involved with the channel uh, as well. For right now, we have disabled memberships as well as Super Chats. Um, we are reevaluating some things. And once we get all our ducks in a row, we will uh, uh, make an announcement of when and if we decide to start taking Super Chats. What we want you to do, honestly is just come to the channel and enjoy the show. Simply uh, enjoy being a part of the community. It's something I strive to do. Uh, it's why I created this channel. It was not for money. It was for the uh, the uh, the how I uh, how much so how so much I adore this community and I want it to remain that way. So again, folks, uh, if you don't see the super chat, do not be surprised. It has in fact been disabled. I don't know or have an ETA of when we're going to re-enable it. We are again reevaluating some personal things going on with us, and uh, you know, obviously, we want you to still come to the show. But we don't want you to have to wor ever worry about, oh, I, I feel like I owe Boomstick. No one owes me anything, not even a penny. I just want you to come to the show, and I want to continue to create the content and do it for why I originally created this channel, and that was for this community, for the fun of being a part of it and being a part of gaming. So 
just want to give people to uh, give you the heads up uh, so there's no surprises. And let's get into the introductions and get into this amazing show. We're going to start with the bravest man who has beaten Resident Evil Village 17 times since it launched uh, oh, last yeah. Friday. Zemi Games, welcome to the program, my brother. But I'm, I'm going to have to correct you. I haven't beaten it 17 times. I've beaten it 23 times. Now, my, my, my apologies, sir. Don't quiz me on the game. Don't quiz me on the game. Um, you know, I, I wasn't paying too much attention to it, but, uh, but yeah, you know, 23 times, um, world record, uh, really you, excited bro. about it. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm really excited about being on the show today. Um, uh, man, these topics that you set up today are absolute fire. I cannot wait to jump in. Uh, you know, I, I say this almost every show. I mean, this is one of the, the highlights of my week, jumping on the Xbox factor podcast and talking to you fine gentlemen. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I can't wait for another great show. Let's do it. Well, thanks so much for being here, brother. And obviously, the show would not be the show without you. You obviously jumped on, I want to say, over a year ago. It might be even closer to two years now. Yeah. And uh, having you a part of the show uh, when we had you with the Breakfast at Boom was great. But to have you a part of the Xbox Factor podcast is an absolute honor and a privilege. And speaking of privilege and honor, uh, I have to welcome in one of the newest members to this show. Uh, I think that he has really torn up the uh the 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 tracks if you will uh with uh making his presence known in this community in the best way possible he's a gentleman he's a scholar and he's also someone i consider to be even more so than just a friend uh i would even say that i extend the, uh to, to him being a brother of mine please welcome pong soul what's up brother how the heck are you Wow. Boom. What a, what an intro. Thank you, sir. I am honored. And the, uh, obviously the feeling is mutual, sir. I appreciate all of that. Uh, Zemi, it's great to be here with you again as well, sir. Um, look, uh, first of all, shout out to you, boom for nothing but class as always. Congratulations oh, Colt last you. night. Uh, you know, again, we both love the guy, and he he did a great job. But for you to come out and uh, give him props, oh, no. listen. Here's the hey, thing: you, hey. YouTube is a big place. YouTube right. is surrounded and packed with incredible content creators. And uh, listen, that that that's just the nature of the beast. Um, and I, like I said, I got a chance to meet Colt and his wife in real life during E3 2019. He's an amazing person and I can only wish the best luck for him. I mean, I think that is the yeah. proper thing to do. And honestly, from my heart of hearts, I mean it. But not everybody's like that. So again, no, I, props I get to you, boom. <laughs> props to you, sir. Uh, but no, hey, look, look, chat. Listen, guys, we are taking a trip to Speculation Town today. As mayor of Speculation Town, I welcome you all. As you can yes. see by the topic list, we have some great sights to see. So uh, I am excited to dig in. It has been another week and uh, I've been busy as all heck. So I am ready to talk some video games. So let's do this. Boom. Yes. Well, let's get into topic number one. And obviously, I, I you know, it's funny because every one of these to topics when I was writing them, I was like, check for Zemi, check for Zemi, check for Zemi. I think all the old topics, he's going to have a lot to say because he's he really enjoys this stuff. <laughs> so topic number one, what I want to get into is Bethesda, uh, the rumor of what they're working on next. Now, as we currently know, Bethesda is hard at work at Starfield, right? Now we have um, some stuff we're going to be talking about. I'm trying to get the source 
uh, confirmed. That's why it's not a topic today. That's why I'm, 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 I withheld the Starfield topic for Thursday because I'm trying to get some behind-the-scenes clarifications. There is a rumor that Microsoft has purchased some airtime from Ad, uh, AdSense or AdTime, if you will, for this year, which which basically says that yes, uh, the Starfield will be coming out. But I, I get again, I want to get some more uh, clarification before I run with the story because I don't like doing just the one, you know, uh, uh, source of information. I like trying to at least get two, and I love getting three because then obviously, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. But we know that they have Starfield in active development potentially, folks releasing in 2021 elder scrolls 6 is supposedly going to follow that maybe even the following year maybe following two years we don't know how far into development they are for that title they also will continue with updated content for fallout 76 and obviously from where it launched to where it is now it is totally a much much better game and people are quite enjoying it of course of course the question is what exactly are they working on past these three triple a behemoths well industry insider uh clobriel has posted some new information on to what bethesda game studios may quote unquote have in active development and here is what he had to say he says this bethesda game studios could have another game in development next to starfield elder scrolls and fallout 76 many in the community are asking when the new project will actually uh would actually be and this is what again let me let me just stop there i say he didn't say this now many are asking in the community what the new project could actually be. Is it going to be a proper Fallout 5? Now, he quoted this according to the job posting. BGS, which of course is Bethesda Game Studios, is seeking a server engineer to help create uh, and, uh, and improve systems for an unannounced title. And obviously it continues with, you know, the legacy of Bethesda. We've done all these games, blah, blah, blah. Well, the unannounced title is is where the wording gets me excited because is it Fallout 5 or is it a new project? Now, we're not going to know. I would bank on Fallout 5 personally because obviously Fallout 76 is not the proper Fallout that everyone really wants to play. I certainly want the single-player selfish experience in a new Fallout because I'm an old-school cat. So, Zemi, I want to go to you first on this. Again, yeah. there's not a lot of information mm -hmm. to go on. It was the one post from Clobriel. Do you believe that it's Fallout 5 that they're working on, or is there something else? I mean, I, I think that they they most definitely are probably working in some capacity for Fallout 5, right? Like, um, you know, like Bethesda, like they, they typically, you know, kind of get ideas. You know, most developers get ideas for, you know, like their, their sequel games, you know, uh, working on other projects and stuff. So in some capacity, I'm sure that they are working on Fallout 5. Like, you know, I'm sure it's still also in the planning stage. Um but for this job posting, you know, it, it, it's a job posting for, a, you know, a server engineer and like reading through the job listing, it kind of sounds like this is, you know, a person who's going to be um, supporting and, and building up like, you know, the online functionality of a video game, right? Um, I don't think that Fallout 5 is 
going to have online functionality. I, 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 I think that, you know, that was kind of going to be a, a, a Fallout 76 thing. I, I don't know. Like, I, it just, it, it always kind of felt like to me that Fallout 76 was just their try at it. You know, their poke in the dark. And that just really did not work out very well for them. So I, I, I truly don't think that we're going to see, you know, uh, you know, Fallout 5 have like any multiplayer uh, in it. So I, I don't think that this unannounced title is Fallout 5. Um, what, what I think that it, you know, very well might be is uh, potentially maybe a large expansion for Fallout 76 uh, because that game does have, you know, uh, online, you know, functionality. Uh, but but additionally, I think it could also be a a smaller title, like on on like the same kind of level as um, what we've seen them do with uh, Elder Scrolls Blades, Fallout, you know, Shelter, uh, and then uh, Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, Elder, Elder Scrolls Legends was actually made by a, a different studio. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if they weren't making a smaller title like that with maybe online functionality uh, to go along with uh, Starfield, like a like a mobile game. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if that might be what this position was for. I mean, ultimately, you know, it, it's it's speculation, right? You know, there's there's really no. Did you uh, say speculation town? Speculation town. Yeah. No, we're 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 <laughs> welcome. We're here. Um, but no, I, I, I just kind of have like, it just doesn't feel right. You know, Could it and, be a and, smaller and usually my game? gut's wrong. Right. But it just, you know, for me, it just doesn't feel like they would be adding multiplayer to, to fallout five. I don't yeah, know. I don't want out that. the last time. Yes. And, and also there, there's some level of me being a little biased here. I will agree. I don't want there to be multiplayer in fallout five. Um, so, so maybe this is also me, you know, kind of hoping that, you know, this isn't the case, but no, I, I think it makes a lot more sense for this to possibly be like just a smaller title, um, kind of like what, you know, uh, fallout shelter was to fallout four might, maybe they're making another mobile title, like a small thing to kind of go along with Starfield or go along with the next elder scrolls game. Uh, and it's going to have online functionality. That's a very interesting you know, uh, aspect. Yeah, yeah. That that's just my poke in the dark of what I think that most likely it's probably going to be. But um, I'm typically wrong, and I'm quite possibly wrong here too. Well, I mean, listen it, again. It's it's we don't have a lot to go on, so I don't the, the wrong. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've been wrong. Oh my God, so many times it's like I've lost count. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But you know what? It, it's certainly you. You bring up a tremendous amount of really good points, and you know what? I I'm with you. Listen, folks. Here's the thing. Um, I love online. I, I do. Um. I don't get a chance to play online with 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 the community because dude there's only so much time in a day you know what I'm saying so I I like to gravitate towards the single player experience because when you produce four shows you have real life to get to and obviously I got to I got to be there for Mrs. Boom she's obviously my my first uh, first thing and last thing I see before when I go to sleep and the most important thing to me um I I, I so selfishly I don't really care about online, though I understand how important it is for the community as a whole. Um, for me, I'm right there with you. I, if Fallout Five needs to be about that single player narrative, so we can get uh, we can get invested in the character that we create, we can care about the NPC characters that are potentially going to be a part of the story that they're trying to tell. And that's why I just hope they continue with Fallout Seventy Six. So if people want to continue 
to play in that world through multiplayer, there is an avenue for them. So I, I'm almost in agreement with you that this could potentially be uh, something as an add-on to one of the new franchises. Yeah. Again, maybe maybe it is a, a, a the, the Fallout game that released on iOS and uh, and um, and you know uh, Android a couple of years ago. Uh, where you had to, you know, you know, go online and 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 you know, build up this 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 online community. Who who who, yeah. who knows? Or, but... or something of that nature for Starfield. Uh, and, yeah. One thing is known for a fact: we need to pray to Todd Howard. We okay. Need to pray God to that Howard, man according to, to you to too. make sure God Howard, our Savior, to make sure that Fallout Five Amen. is fully single player. We need to pray to him. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, you know what? I'll reach out to Todd. I'm waiting for him to send his autographed socks, one for each of you. So you guys could, you know, pray to the altar with the sock. Um, but oh, uh, <laughs> so Pong, so let's get your opinion on this again. Um, usually uh, Clobriel elaborates when he gets this kind of information. And I went back into his Twitter history and it was the one post, which means there really isn't a lot to go on. And because it's from Clobriel, I trust it indubitably. Uh, I, I think that he has gotten it right more times than he's gotten it wrong. And he, even though he himself, he said it publicly, he doesn't consider himself to be um, an insider, quote unquote, although I do. I, I think he has a, a tremendous amount of ties. He's being very modest. And that's fine. We, we, I love modesty. There's no doubt about that. It shows the humbleness uh, in people when they are looking not to take credit. Now, I, and I, I fall right into that camp. I just enjoy what I do. What What are your thoughts on the new new unannounced title that he mentions? You think it's something that uh, something to the effect of what Zemi is saying, or could it be something more? Yeah, I think it definitely could be something uh, actually more. Boom! Because of the simple fact that the thing that got me excited. Um, Besides the obvious things, uh, when uh, the acquisition went through with Zenimax, is that you have the one of the largest collections of talent uh, ever acquired uh, by Microsoft and by Xbox, right? So you've got all these people that are working um, diligently on all the mainstay franchises that we already know about. But when you have that collective uh, of talent and creative minds, can you imagine the projects that have been sitting on the table uh, for a very long time because ZeniMax uh, did not want to take chances? Yeah, when, dude, you, that's you a great know, point. When, when Xbox purchased Obsidian, all of a sudden we got grounded, yes. right? Which, which mm -hmm. has turned into something special um, and has potential. Uh, but why did we get grounded? That would never have happened under you know just obsidian by themselves because they could not take the risks now like we've heard so many devs already speak about this is that having being underneath the umbrella of xbox and microsoft specifically it allows them the freedom to go try things right um you know we've seen it time and time again already so what got me excited when this acquisition happened was all these projects that have probably all these ideas that have been tossed and you know you know fleshed out but then kind of just push to the side because hey we can't do this right now we got to focus on the fallouts we got to focus on the elder scrolls we got to focus on our mainstays because again we got to keep Zenimax. we got to keep the investors happy yes we no longer is that necessary and again through other examples that we have already seen uh bleeding edge uh grounded the pet projects that are sitting out there are allowed to grow 
and given a chance now that that you have the backing of Microsoft and Xbox. So I'm thinking bigger. I'm thinking a brand new IP, right? Something, uh, maybe it's not a huge game, right? Maybe it's not an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout size game or a Starfield size game, right? I'm not, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying that, but I'm just thinking, you know, maybe this is a new, new IP that was sitting there and, you know, they got underneath Xbox, Microsoft, and you know what? Phil and his teams just greenlit it. Go right ahead. Go go right ahead. Go go have fun. Go do this. We've already seen them expanding some of the studios. You know, we saw, I, th- I believe it was ZeniMax just opened a new studio in Wisconsin. We know that these teams are still growing. Uh, yep. So even though they're huge, they're still growing. So I think that's probably why, to me at least, Clobriel didn't have a whole lot of information and just posted it. Because I think there's going to be some smaller projects, brand new IPs that are coming out of these established studios that we we only currently associate with with the bigger stuff right i think i think we're gonna see some of that you know exploration if you want to call it uh you know just just testing the waters with smaller projects and see what see if something hits uh so that's where i like to go with this i think it might be just a fresh brand new ip um that that they had sitting there uh that they never really got to develop and now they've been greenlit go right ahead go try it let's see what comes of it i mean that's a great point uh i mean listen it's I mean, guys, let me ask you this: What do you, what more do you want out of this particular topic? Do you want a proper Fallout Five, or do you want something new? Zemi, I'll go to you first. What what do you want this to actually be? You know, I want Todd Howard to be happy. You know, <laughs> I mean, first and foremost, like that that is really <laughs> the most important thing to me as a human being on this planet that we call Earth. Is that Todd Howard, our savior, is 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 happy, and if he's happy, guess who else is happy? Yeah, Zemi's happy. Yeah, I'm Zemi. happy, right? Yes. Um, and I think that he would be the most happiest by making Starfield, and then making Elder Scrolls, and then making a Fallout Five. But I, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I mean, what you're, what you're talking about is something that everybody is uh, would 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 welcome in for sure. Uh, yeah. there's no no doubt about that. Um, I mean, honestly, for me, like, the, I, I don't have like any any need or want or you know for for Bethesda to really make uh, a brand new IP other than Starfield. I think Starfield seems really really awesome. Um, but you know. But with that being said, if they did make something brand new, I wouldn't be totally against it or anything. I, I would, I, you know, I would look at it if it looked cool. I would buy it. I would play it. And hopefully I would enjoy it. Right. Um, you know, but but for me personally, what I really want from that studio right now is, you know, um, is Starfield, then Elder Scrolls, then, you know, Fallout. Uh, and that's like really the main thing that I want, you know, anything else that they would make would just be complete, you know, just right like in in the side of my mind. Right. Um, not to say I wouldn't play it. I, I very much would probably play it, but, uh, for me, what I really want, you know, after, you know, these two games that we know are going to happen, I really want to fall out five. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, again, I, I, I enjoyed fallout four. Uh, I didn't love Fallout 4. I, I absolutely loathed uh, Fallout 76, and I knew what I was getting myself into. I bought it for the helmet, which is, is still sitting above my head. Uh, I, I love, I, I, you know, I love these collector's editions. I knew what I was getting. I tried Fallout 76. It was, it was awful. Not, I knew, I knew I wasn't going to dig it, but I really wanted the helmet, so that's why I bought the game. Um, I 
uh, loved Fallout 3 to the point where I mm-hmm. think, if I'm not mistaken, and the last time I checked, and it's been a while, I think I put like 380-plus hours into that game, which sounds ma- like madness, but I really, really enjoyed that game. Um, which one was better, New Vegas or 3? Oh, I, I have to go with New Vegas, dude. Like, Really? Ve- See, I, would, I would say 3. I would say it, three. You know what? Listen, if there was the gun to the head and it was like, listen, you got to pick one or the other or boom, you're finished. Then I, you know, then, then I then I take the coward's way out and I say, OK, I'm going to go with uh, New Vegas because I really enjoyed it. But if I had to sit on it, it would be a tough because I really enjoyed both of them. I mean, that those were two games where Fallout as a brand was at its absolute peak. When mm-hmm. you talk about um, single player experiences and just the, the amount of narrative that went into these games was just incredible. Um, uh, Pong, let's get your opinion on this, brother. If you, wh- What more do you want out of this particular, you know, f- oh, man, like I just got blown up right there. Look at it. Look, look, look. Terrible. Well, that terrible guy helped you. He put you back on he track. He did. He put me, definitely put me back on track. I think I still win the race, too, which is, oh, no. Oh, That's awful. Nobody's oh, helping you there. I, I went. I went wearing from, your uh, helmet. Oh, no, it's yeah. right. You don't have it yet. Yeah, it's a fir- <laughs> first, uh, first or worst, bro. Um, Pong, what do you want to see this turn out to be? A new IP or potentially a Fallout 5. Well, I mean, again, I want it all, boom. So like I was just saying, I want to see new IPs uh, as well. I, I I think it's exciting when somebody comes up with a new idea. So I'd love for this just to be a brand new IT idea, whether it's it's from the from from the mind of the almighty god howard or or if it's just as you know a smaller section of the teams that 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 had an idea and, and are putting it together i i really don't care but of course i i want a new fallout as well I, i'd love to see a a uh you know a team up between obsidian and uh bethesda and making a new fallout vegas you know a new vegas uh too or take pick another location but i'd love to see a team up between those two studios um at the same time you know, again, going back to my original statements, when you have this many creative people underneath one umbrella, I want to see what these minds are thinking because I know, you know, we see it all the time. Like we get a little glimpse when we look at the art, you know, when art, some of the uh, artists put out some of their, you know, experimental stuff that they're doing or, or just some, you know, some ideas that they have. We see all these um, incredible looking worlds that never get realized i i want as many of those worlds as possible because i'm somebody who likes to you know dabble in as many games as possible so for me i'd love to see a new ip but of course i want to see a new fallout if it's fallout 5 fantastic like you boom fallout 3 for me was the what was one of the great games uh to come out uh again just like you boom if i had to choose i would choose uh you know vegas obviously um just from the standpoint of the storytelling and the characters in uh vegas i liked it uh, a little bit better than fallout 3 but fallout 3 was just an amazing game so and four kind of went away from that formula a little bit yeah it did Um, it was a bit of i I, like i said i liked it i didn't love it correct so if we get back to a classic style fallout give me those old feels again i'm all about it so but again 
One of my favorite studios of all time, if not my favorite studio of all time, is Bethesda. So whatever they put out, I am going to be looking forward to. I'm going to be hyped about. And all this news coming out, and now that they have, you know, pretty much unlimited resources at this point, I can't wait to see what we get out of this. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very exciting to know that. Uh, and and again, that 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 the the the, the point of the resources is, is is an incredibly important part of the conversation, right. because uh, a lot of the work that they were doing, they were basically a lot of people don't know this. They were basically robbing Peter to pay Paul. Right. Uh, people exactly. don't understand that and how important the sales of said game was going to be for their teams to make sure that they could pay the rent. You know what I'm saying? They could pay the insurance. They could pay people to uh, pay their mortgages and stuff. It, it was ultra important. And uh, now that they're working with Microsoft, obviously the, the books things is still important, but they don't have to worry about it because, and I think that, I think that's one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't take into account what this deal meant. The Bethesda deal meant so much more than just, Oh, they have all these new studios. The, the the what it do, what it did the, the winner is both people but, but both uh, both Bethesda and Microsoft because what what it does for Xbox is it allows them time something that they didn't have before getting all these studios right they you know they now, now they're not rushing to get games out because they don't have first party prowess they can now take their time and put it out when it's right and ready because they have 35 plus teams and i think that that's actually good because you don't want these games overlapping one another and that's that I mean, we actually might see that happen at, at some point because all of these games that they have in development they may have to kind of hold back the releases because you don't want to you know choke out yourself so oh, correct, um, absolutely. You know, yeah, it's huge. Oh, so we'll, we'll we'll see. But folks, this is what what a what a great opening salvo, if you will. So best one of the best thirty minutes I think I've spent uh, this uh, this week so far talking about Bethesda. But I want to get on to topic number two, and in a story that I pulled from one of my favorite sites, WCCF Tech, they got a chance to sit down with Neon Giants co-founders Arcade Berg which that is a dope name, Arcade. Your first name is Arcade. That is freaking awesome. He's the game director. And Tor Frick, who is the art director, to offer some exclusive information on one of the most and biggest anticipated indie titles that are currently in development releasing in 2021. Now, The Ascent impressed, at least me for sure, and I say many in my show notes, almost immediately with his blend of AAA graphics, production values, and high-octane top-down shooting, a mix that we don't really see every day. And as expected, The Ascent promises much, much more than that, including classic role-playing elements like character progression and loot, four-player co-op support, and the ability to freely roam vertically as much as horizontally through a cyberpunk world called Vels, where the dominant microcorporate or the mega corporation has just collapsed, leaving a vacuum of power. Now, I've been talking about the ascent uh, for what seems like almost a year come May, uh, since we saw it during the May 2020 Xbox event. And honestly, and I said this publicly and I said it privately, it's one of my most anticipated titles of 2021. But here during this interview are some of the things that came out that are super important. I have a bunch of bullet points here. I'm going to read what to expect from the Ascent. And then we're going to break it down on to what the panel thinks. Uh, the Ascent, if you didn't know, has been in active development for over 
three years. The current team is 14 people. 14 people are making this game, um, as the last time I checked. Um, another point, it's a blend of action shooter mixed with RPG narrative-driven campaigns with cutscenes and exploration and a very satisfying combat that offers cover as well as many things to explode that go boom. Of course, I like that part of it. The Ascent will offer multiple playthroughs with procedurally generated elements to keep things fresh. All guns are ranged, at least to some extent, although some of them uh, are, uh, well, according to the notes, although one of them could argue that the five-barreled shotgun works best with when it when you're with within arm reach reach of a of a bad guy. For in-your-face players, the ascent also offers several abilities and modules that are good for close-range combat, like the hydraulic powered punch as the most direct example the main mission uh well the main missions i should say will land you somewhere around 15 to 20 hours in the campaign though this is where it gets good folks on top of that now this is an addition to the single player campaign 20 hours there are many more side missions treasures and a myriad of of codex entries to unlock and read about the world and uh obviously they did not specify how many um side missions but they say it uh it's plentiful um the main campaign uh they say here uh will have uh some mini bosses guarding special loot uh but they also have a bunch of uh, other bosses that will be uh in the game that they have not shown that will be a part of the side mission um a content that will offer bigger loot because obviously this is a loot grind kind of a game um, let's see what else they say here. There will be cross-play between Xbox and Microsoft Store PC um, uh, because obviously they intended to be an Xbox Play Anywhere game. And also, last but no, not least, it has been confirmed for both Xbox and PC on Xbox Game Pass day and date. Uh, Pong, I'm going to go to you first on this, brother, because I know that uh, Zemi uh, is, is a cyberpunk uh, fan, and he's going to have a lot to say, but I want to hear you first on this. How excited are you to actually play Neon Giants The Ascent? And more importantly, and I think this is really where I want, want you to dig deep into, how big of a deal do you think this is as, as, as an Xbox exclusive launching in 2021? Well, it's been my, one of my most anticipated games since it was announced and shown off, right? So this is something that I've been looking forward to for a very long time. And there is a very big group of people in this community uh, that are feel the same way. Uh, this has been something that's been on people's radar uh, for an extremely long time. Obviously, it had planned uh, initially to launch last year uh, around the holiday uh, after the launch of the series consoles. Um, but that didn't happen. So to know that they've they've taken the time necessary to make sure things are right with this game, give me even more confidence uh, in what we are looking forward to when we look at the ascent. All you have to do is take a look at the videos, uh, you know, the clips that they've put out, and you can see the attention to detail that this incredible team of 14 people are are putting in uh, to what is obviously a a a project of love uh, that they obviously have wanted to do for a long time. Um, and I think that quality is going to shine through, especially with the delay uh, again, making yes. sure 
that things are right. I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm still, I can't, I can't believe we have not gotten a release release date yet. I'm, I'm hoping for maybe a shadow drop at E3. Um, but, uh, whatever the case may be, I have the utmost confidence at this point that this team is going to deliver an experience that I think, uh, could capture, uh, the the minds and hearts of many uh, within the Xbox community um, because it already has. I mean, I've already had some great back and forth with with their social media over at the Ascent. Uh, they they've got we were we were talking about the the social media aspect uh, uh, behind the scenes in the green room of certain channels, uh, certain teams, and the Ascent has got a great whoever runs their their social media uh, uh, site over there is fantastic. So um, you know, I think. With it being in Game Pass, I know, let's put it this way. First of all, cyberpunk is a huge genre, right? I think we saw the hype surrounding cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Anytime a uh, cyberpunk-esque type game is announced, uh, people are excited for it. So I think right there off the top, uh, they already have a win. Uh, and then you look at the aesthetics that they've put into this game. It is absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, of course, none of us have hands-on with it yet, but just the atmosphere looks like they have completely 100% captured that cyberpunk feel. Um, and then you look at, you know, again, the clips that they've been putting out. Uh, you look at the uh, effects that they have. Uh, it just looks like a complete... Uh, experience when it comes to jumping in yeah 14 people made this game dude i know they're incredible it's it's, it looks listen I, i got news for you like if you look here's the thing i understand that people love the AAA experience right and i think if if my if my deduction comes to fruition uh we're gonna get back to back to back games in um uh forza horizon 5 uh starfield and halo infinite right yep. now I, I'm, I'm still calling this sem- september october november uh trip triple play that's what i'm saying but what people and, and i'm not saying i'm not saying this in a bad way i don't want to you know throw anyone under an umbrella what i think gamers are forgetting is as great as those titles are going to be and i think every one of them are going to be a masterpiece i, I honestly do we have to look towards these smaller double A and single A and even this indie studio games that are coming in 2021 as exclusives. Ascend is one of them. 12 Minutes is another. Um, Tunic is one. You have the uh, the one that you talked about last week that's in the uh, – that's um, – that has uh, – what the hell's the name of that, that game? It's the first person uh, in, uh, in Russia. Um, oh, you're talking about soccer oh, too. Yeah, Stalker, yes, yeah. Yeah, soccer yeah. too. You you yeah. have so many of yeah. these double and uh, single A experiences that are going to blow us out of the water. And and what's crazy is that we only have, you know, we're in May, folks. There's only seven months left of the freaking year. Could you imagine what the what the what the how many games are going to be out? And what how big your back is going to be this is one of those games <laughs> that i think once you pick up on yeah. it's going to be a hard time you're going to have a hard time putting it down yeah especially and especially like i said with game pass again the top down views not for everybody and i and i've seen some people say well you know i don't like that 
that style of game. But at the same time, being in Game Pass, this is another one of those things when your buddies are playing it, when all your friends are on it, and they say, hey, just hop in, try it out with me. It's as quick as a download to, to get involved. You don't have to invest the money up front. You don't have to weigh those, you know, the risk versus reward kind of deal. You just jump in, and all of a sudden it becomes a big deal. We saw this with Outriders. Not everybody was on the Outriders uh, train. And again, I know all the problems people have jumped off, and I get it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying in the beginning, not everybody was on board. Everybody jumped in and really started loving it because it was as simple as a download. And that's what you get with Game Pass. And so even the people that are on the offense, maybe with the style or whatever the case may be, are going to be able to just download this and try it. And, and if this team pulls through like I think they're going to, then yeah, you're absolutely correct, Boom. You've got one of those games, especially with the looter aspect. And again, we don't know how they're going to pull it off. We don't know how in-depth it's going to be. We don't know any of the, 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 the real stuff, the real meat and potatoes when it comes to what the game is going to entail once you start playing it. But if they pull off a Diablo-esque style cyberpunk world with loot that becomes addicting like we know looters can be, then all of a sudden you got one of those, you have one of those games in Game Pass where all of a sudden you pull up your friends list and you see that, you know, 50% of the people are playing the Ascent right now. Even despite the fact that we're going to have all these games that you just listed off, Boom, and who knows how many more. Just think about this, Boom. Just think about this. Let's say we already know that there's 22 indie titles or 21 indie titles somewhere in that neighborhood confirmed um and we we haven't even heard about the triple a bank let's let's just say they let's just say 25 come out between now and then that's over three a month new games between now and the end of the year that we're going to be having drop in that's an insane amount of games but the ascent can stand out from the simple fact that it is going to be a highly polished game that gives you a cyberpunk world which people love that you can't experience just everywhere right and so i think think if they pull this off you're absolutely correct boom it's going to be one of those games where again you've got a lot of people eyes on it 25 million plus game pass yeah. probably approaching 30 maybe by the time this thing comes well out. if they i put it to this way if they keep up with the 1 million per month dude yeah. uh yeah, yeah. at 30 yeah. million by the yeah. end of 2021 campaign 30 plus yeah we don't know when this game's going to come out if it drops out of e3 great it drops out of e3 i can't wait i hope it does i hope like, i think hey, it's a it's summer release now like, like it feels it, it feels like a summer release yeah i know does. i know i wanted a long time ago but yeah i think it could slot in nicely to the summer between the big boys um towards the holiday season it could slot in real nice in there and just become one of those games that kind of takes over uh your friends list and everybody's playing it and you know with a 20-hour campaign uh plus side missions you know plus the loot uh, effect going back I, I think this could be one of those games that becomes a time sink for a lot of people and uh i, I just can't wait boom i'm so pumped yeah yeah me too you know what i have to i have to apologize I, I i was disrespectful just now by not mentioning joe song of iron in that list how freaking dare there's, i there's joe, so many <laughs> joe i know you're listening brother game of the you listen i said this to him yeah. he blushed I, I compared his his storytelling because if you didn't know um and you didn't watch last night's show and you didn't watch the interview um his uh, song of iron comes from him playing D D, folks that was a campaign he played with his friends that he converted into a game. I mean, who? How freaking freaking cool is that? That is that's awesome. Because I played D and D as a kid. I'm a big old nerd like that. Um, and I told him last night, and he, he blushed a little bit. I, I think that his game, uh, once it's once once it's released, and they're doing the beta testing right now on it, uh, it's going to be in people's top tens. 
I, I don't want to, you know, you know, make any false accusations about maybe it's the game of the year in some places, but we did see that happen with, um, uh, what was the indie game that won it last Hades? year? Hades. Yes. Yeah. And I think that Joe has something special there. So yeah, of course I have to throw into that list song of iron. Again, one of my most anticipated games because of the way it, it, it the story behind it. And more importantly, what, what's in front of me. I'm, I'm super stoked for that game. Um, Zemi games, you are a huge cyberpunk fan. I, I don't think anyone knew that uh, surprise. He loves cyberpunk. What are your thoughts on ne- neon giants? Um, you know, confirmation on the 20-hour campaign, the side missions, uh, the fact that it's been in development for three years, only 14 people worked on this game, which is, if you look at it, you're like, that's got to be a 100-man team. That that has to be 100 people making this game. No, it's 14. How excited are you for this to release on Xbox uh, potentially uh, in the summer? Well, you know, first off, I, I think summer, like a summer release would kind of make the most sense, especially considering, you know, Halo Infinite coming out and and potentially Starfield, potentially a Forza game. I, I think like having the Ascent go up against those games would be a bad decision. So I, I think like a summer release would make the most sense as well. And, you know, I, I've, I've been really, really hot and cold on this game. I, I really have. I, I love Cyberpunk, right? I, I absolutely love it. Um, I, I'm blown away by, you know, the fact that 14 people made this game and that it looks as good as what it does. I mean, it does truly look like a, like a triple A kind of experience. Um, I I think that the narrative looks really, really awesome. The, the cutscenes look incredible. The one and pretty much only thing that has me like shaking my head, like, why did they do this? Um, is the isometric, uh, perspective, like, I've I've just never been a fan of that, it, and it's a personal thing, right? Yeah, you know, that's okay. I, mean, I mean, listen, not every game is for every gamer, brother. We, ab- we get absolutely. It. I mean, there's nothing wrong with gamers who that that love that isometric uh, point of view. It's just never really been my thing, and you know, I, so after you know, listening or well, reading this uh, interview. Um, I actually got more turned on to this game than I was previously, right? Like it kind of re, you know, reinvigorated me to like, oh yeah, okay, well, I'm still unsure about the isometric thing, but I'm definitely, you know, gonna jump in day one and try it out, right? Um, so you know, for for sure, after reading this interview, I they made me more excited and and wanting to actually jump into the game more. I really don't know if it's going to be for me, uh, but you know, fortunately, with Game Pass, uh, and I think Game Pass, you know, this is a great example of how just amazing this service is, right? Um, that you know, there's going to be a lot of people like me that don't like isometric games or maybe have never played them before, whatever <laughs> it may be that are going to jump into this game uh, because of Game Pass, right? And because it's co-op and their friends are going to say, hey, have you played The Ascent yet? They're going to say no. And then they're going to say, hey, it's co-op and it's on Game Pass. Go download it, right? You know, I I think Game Pass is is one of the bigger reasons why this game is going to be uh, as successful as I think it's going to be, right? I mean, not to say that it wouldn't have sold very, very well, you know, outside of Game Pass, but I I think that Game Pass is going to really take this game to the next level. Um, So, you know, I am excited for it. I don't know if I'm going to love it. I, you know, I hope I do. Um, I I think maybe playing it co-op with uh, with friends online uh, might kind of, you know, push it over the edge for me and and, and really make me start enjoying it uh, and kind of ignore the the perspective. 
Um, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's one of those things that I'm going to have to try out whenever it comes out. But uh, it, it, it still is on my radar. It's something that I am, you know, interested in, uh, in trying out. And one thing that actually really excited me during that interview um, was them mentioning that this game is going to come to both uh, Game Pass for PC and Game Pass on Xbox because um, I know that, you know, this game's kind of somewhat like Diablo. It's not, you know, it's not like a clone or anything, um, but I, I, I've played Diablo on console and I've played it on PC and I, I definitely preferred it more on PC than I did console. Um, and, and, you know, and I didn't really play it a whole lot really, you know, to begin with, but um, I, I really like that as well because that's going to give me the opportunity to try it on on both platforms. To you know, for instance, if I don't care for it on console, I'll probably jump over to PC and maybe playing it on a keyboard and mouse will make me like it more. I don't know. No, um, it, 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 listen, you know what? It's it, it, it's one of those games that I think can excel with either, and it just becomes at that point a preference. What 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 are you yeah, as a gamer sure. more comfortable on? Do you feel that the uh, the point and click of the mouse is more your speed or your style, or with the controller? And 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 I think I think you really hit it on the head with uh, with Game Pass. It's like for instance, twelve minutes. Let's just talk about that for a hot second. Mm. This is a game that Zemi has been over the moon. For yes. since it's since it was shown at that May, I believe it was May seventeenth, but let's say May twentieth. No, May twenty third. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It was in May of twenty twenty. That was one of the games shown. And for me, again, it would if if this game would have come out more than likely i would have bought you know purchased it because i do i do buy a lot of games especially in the indie community i i like supporting them like even like like for instance joe has been on my show twice and i'm sure because he's a gentleman he would offer me a code i would say nay i would not take the code from him i would i'm gonna buy the game because i want to support his dream this is obviously mm -hmm. i you know if, i'll give the code away if, if he offers it um, because I, I want to support the indie community. This is a game, 12 minutes. I don't know. It's probably going to be 20 or 30 bucks. I would buy it, you know, normally, but I don't have to if I didn't want to. And again, I will buy it because I want to support the indie community, but it's in Game Pass. And it's one of those games that maybe, maybe you think the game isn't for you. Maybe you're you're unsure, like I don't know, thirty bucks, man. That might be that's too that's too much because if I don't really like it, I'm kind of stuck. But you don't have to do that. I think that's a great point, Zemi. Really, really yep. strong point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I, I pretty much said all I had to say. <laughs> well, excellent. All right, excellent, yeah. excellent. You know what? What you know what I want to do? And I'm gonna I want to start doing this uh, a little bit more often because I write the topics. I spend way wee hours of the night uh, writing these shows, and I and I love it, folks. I trust me when I tell you having something to do. Uh, to put my to put my thoughts, you know, to, from well, I would say pen to paper, but it's more like finger to keyboard. Is something I truly, truly enjoy doing. Uh, but every now and again, we get comments in the chat that uh, are worthy of a conversation, even if it's 10, 15 minutes. I'm going to throw one up on the screen. KK Dez, good friend of the, uh, the show, he writes a, a very interesting question. And KK Dez, thank you so much for uh, not only being here, brother, but of course being a part of the chat. He says, boom, do you think that this is going to be Xbox's greatest gen? And I kind of want to elaborate on that because I think that's a fantastic question. And I'm going to say this. it's It's honestly, in my opinion... I think a little too early to tell, mm -hmm. but I have to say the starting line looks really strong. Um, obviously, 
if you compare, you know, yeah, again, some people get mad at this. You, you, when you talk about Xbox, you kind of got to talk about PlayStation. It kind of goes, you know, hand in hand, peanut butter and chocolate. They kind of go together. That's just my theory on it. Um, PlayStation out of the gate had an incredibly strong lineup. Again, not every game is for every gamer. You know, not every game was a, you know, a triple A banger, but they had, they started off pretty strong. And Xbox didn't have any of their first party bangers. So they kind of they didn't limp out of the, the starting gate. No, 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 no. Let, let, let's get let's make that uh, understandably clear. They didn't limp out of nothing. They did fantastic out of the gate. But when you talk about games, and of course these are consoles, we do have to talk about games. Um, they didn't have as much first party stuff um, as as Sony did. And obviously, you know, we're this is you know, it's 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 new generation. It started in you know November twentieth of twenty twenty, but technically, this is the next gen right now where we are. I have to be honest with you, I really like what I'm seeing because it seems to me, at least in my personal opinion, that they are hitting on all cylinders. And I'm not just talking about games, Microsoft proper. The, the the Xbox the 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 Phil Spencer run Xbox is hitting on every facet of gaming, and I'm talking about you know being in the positive news, right? Xbox Game Pass, Project X Cloud doing well in, in in different regions of the world that they never had, they could never get a foothold in. You know, all of the 35 plus teams that are making games, the 23 studios, which potentially they could you know mention more. They always seem to be on the right foot as of late. Now, again, sure, like most you know corporations, they fumble the ball and the other team takes over. They did that with the whole. Uh, Xbox Gold is going to cost $120 a year, and they immediately pivoted and course-corrected the situation. But to his point, yeah, I, I think it could be. I think what you're starting to see, again, this is just my personal opinion. You may disagree. That's fine. I think we are starting to see the greatness that we saw during the Xbox 360 era. That's just my point. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, but Zemi Games, yeah. let's get your opinion on this. What, what, what is your answer to KK Days' question? Is this going to be or potentially going to be Xbox's greatest gen? You know, like, like what you said, I, I do think it's too early to really call anything, right, or say anything, but I think that the signs are really pointing towards that being a very likely outcome, right? Um, you know, because, you know, Previous, you know, to this generation, what was like their best generation? Well, a lot of us would say the 360 generation and looking at the 360 generation and now the current generation side by side, it definitely kind of appears that Xbox now has more competitive advantages against Sony than they did back during the 360 generation. And so, you know, for, you know, like, like what you were saying with, you know, all of their first party studios and, you know, uh, of course, you know, they have game pass and they're really changing the rules of the industry and how, you know, these, these, these companies compete for consumers dollars. Right. Um, and, and they're really leading that charge. And it seems that customers are really resonating with that. So for that reason, I, I think, you know, it's very likely that this could be, you know, like the, uh, Xbox's greatest generation uh, so far in history, and, and maybe even, you know, you could say a golden age for the Xbox brand, uh, possibly. Um, but with that being said, nothing, you know, is, is surefire. 
mistakes can be made, you know, um, you, you, you know, you can still lose, uh, you know, uh, you know, a sports game, like a basketball game with, you know, five minutes on the clock, right. If you mess up enough, if you drop enough balls. Right. And, and so, you know, nothing's a sure bet, you know, so I, I, I still think it's way too soon to, to really call and say, you know, Xbox has this generation in the bag 100%, uh, because we've seen, you know, um, several times in the past, uh, competitors, you know, come back, you know, come back, right. PlayStation's in a bad spot right now. They were in a bad spot during the 360 generation, but guess what? They ended up selling more consoles than Xbox did by the end of the generation. Um, so, so, you know, they are in a tremendously powerful position right now, uh, as a brand as, but that can change. But looking at what we can see and, and comparing it to what other, you know, what their competitors are doing, it's very, very likely. And, 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 and it's not absurd at all to think that this would be the greatest generation that Xbox has ever had. I agree. I think that they're, I, I, I think the moves that they're making are reminiscent of what was done to some extent with the xbox 360 that made it the console that everybody wanted to play on and i think with phil's um continued uh community first ideology and the fact that uh they are have become honestly one of the most giving corporations i mean folks you know most most corporations if you talk to the average person like those got those bastards are evil right we don't we don't like those corporations but we it, it, it and and microsoft was on that list for many 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 years and obviously they have made some big changes at the company specifically when we're talking about uh microsoft we have to talk about xbox because this is, is a game show and um I, I i think that with phil in charge with people like um um my wife, sarah bond you know when you have people like matt booty when you have people like larry herb you have people like aaron greenberg the, the, these are all incredibly uh uh popular uh you know uh representatives of xbox and the the way that they are you know it's funny last night i don't you know i have my memory i'm folks i'm getting old i'm gonna be 51 in september so you know i don't i'm not as sharp as i used to be but i believe it might have been crispy bomb and he said something to the effect that was incredible now we were talking last night about how uh, Sony really is they're they're not for the players. That that that's a, a, a BS tagline. We we know that what they're about and they could care less about the players. That's why they raised their games to 70 bucks. But we were reading uh, we were going through some of the emails that Phil Spencer was going back and forth with Tim Sweeney. And um I believe it was Crispy that said Phil Spencer sounds like the Phil Spencer you see in interviews in these emails where not everyone else was like that. So really what you see with Phil Spencer, I can't compare myself to Phil Spencer. Obviously, you know, he's the head of Xbox. I'm just a a podcaster. But like I always say, what you see is what you get with me. Like there there is no hidden agendas. This is how I was in uniform. Friendly opening. You know, I I love everyone. You know, I I try to, you know, be, as you know, I'm, I'm never exclusive. I'm always inclusive. And that that's how Microsoft has become. And I think because of all of what all of the groundwork Phil did after taking after being promoted in 2017, we're now enjoying the fruits of that labor. Um, 
But you know what? Let, let me get um, Pong Sol in, in on the conversation. What What are your thoughts to KK Days' uh, commentary? Do you think that this could potentially be the best um, Xbox generation ever? Oh, absolutely. Uh, bar, I, I'm not. I'm not scared to say it right now. I'll call it right now. This will be the best generation uh, Xbox has ever seen, uh, and I, it's not too early to call for me. Um, I think this is it. Um, this is this is the one. Barring Satya coming out tomorrow and and saying that uh, Microsoft is no longer interested in the games and closing up shop. Uh, that's the only thing that's going to stop Microsoft from having the best generation they ever have. Period. Uh, Xbox has done everything that they've needed to do, uh, that they've wanted to do. Uh, like you were talking about Boom with Phil and his team's vision. Um, and they have set this up, and I will call it now, uh, from the simple fact is the competition doesn't matter anymore. Um, yes, the competition will always be there. Uh, yes, the competition will continue to push each other um, in certain ways, which is great for all of us uh, as gamers. But I think Xbox has changed the game so dramatically uh, with Game Pass now being the platform uh, that this sets them up that they don't they're dancing to their own tune they don't care what the competition is doing uh to a certain degree uh anymore they don't have to uh and i think that's why you're seeing the moves that are being made they are self-isolating uh from the rest of the industry uh so that no matter what happens they will have the content uh they will have the talent necessary to provide their own uh, means uh, to the finish line. And I think that's the difference. 360 obviously was the greatest generation uh, for Xbox in their short uh, history here. Uh, thing, you know, obviously comparing to, you know, Nintendo and, and even Sony, uh, they, they, they have been in this industry for a shorter period of time, but the 360 obviously by default because of Sony's missteps uh, and because they got the third party support that they needed because they didn't have a whole lot of first party teams then, um, they, they won uh, again that that generation was was theirs yes i know ps3 caught up in console sales worldwide but if we're going to be honest with ourselves uh, no matter what side of the fence you may fall on um you know xbox ran that generation okay and that and that's pure and simple i agree 100 uh, yeah they yeah they misstepped last generation um and we saw that but now here they are and they've got everything set up uh exactly the way that they want it and again they don't have to worry about anybody else they don't have to depend on third party uh content yes they're still going to make deals like we've been seeing but that, that, uh, but that all of the third party and second yep. party stuff is just uh, you, uh, you yep. know extra icing on the extra. cake extra Extra, yeah. correct. Yeah. correct. I love well, extra right, icing on my right, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, even right now, if you just look at the roadmap for what they have from a first-party standpoint over the next five years, even if they'd never made another third-party deal, we'd still be eating pretty good on oh. the Xbox side. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's that's the insane part of it. So, uh, my short answer is, KK Days, yes, uh, this this is going to be uh, the greatest generation for Xbox, and yes, I, I will call it now. Uh, it's just simple, uh, you know, from my standpoint, when I look at the total package of what Microsoft and Xbox have going on right now, uh, there there is no stopping them uh, in this generation from uh, simply, again, it's no longer the same game anymore because Xbox chose to make it a different game and therefore they're in charge. They're on their own 
playing field. They're playing against themselves, and I don't think they're going to lose to themselves this time around. Uh, there is too much uh, in place already, and Phil's vision and his team, like you were talking about, Boom, is so strong that they're not going to fumble the ball against themselves. I think this is they're just going to run it in um, and score, and that's that's where I'm at with this. I, and I and I like the I like the way that you're thinking here. I think that everyone has some great points. Well, first of all, I want to thank KK Days for the dope question. But I do want to move on to and that was a bonus topic, folks. As we we still have two monster topics to get into. I'm gonna get into that one right now. As a matter of fact, and Pong, this is this is all thanks to you, brother. This is all thanks to you dropping this because I missed it. Uh, yesterday was a bit of a hectic day for me. A lot of stuff going on. I missed this. And um, folks, uh, topic number three. I'm going to be talking about Battlefield 6 confirmed for Xbox Game Pass day and date. Wow. Thanks to, some, thanks to some tweets that were brought to our attention from panel member and, of course, God Howard follower number two. I don't know if you're definitely you, definitely number two. Oh, OK, I said, <laughs> see, I mean, I, knew it. I mean, is that really a question? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had I had to make the assumption um, based on these tweets. It does look like that is happening. Now, folks, listen, Battlefield on their official Twitter account uh, typed out this words that rhyme with soon. And of course, they said June and boom. Of course, I'm being biased because my name is boom. I like it. Okay. But here is where's Xbox, the official Xbox Twitter account reprise to at Battlefield room in parentheses to make on our hard drive. And then Battlefield immediately responds with spoon together in that room. Pong soul. Listen, <laughs> Okay, again, love it. I love speculation it. I love town it. right now, folks. There's unicorns, there are rainbows, it's 70, it's sunny. I got a Mai Tai in my right hand, doesn't have any alcohol because I don't drink. So it's still tasty because it's a fruity drink. I think that there is more to this than this little ta uh, tantalizing tease by Battlefield and Xbox. I honestly believe it is going to happen for a lot of reasons. Right now, EA and Microsoft are rubbing the elbows the right way. They're on board with each other's services. Um, we have all of these EA Play games because EA Play is a part of Xbox Game Pass. And I think that when you are trying to go up against Call of Duty... The best way to do that is to have people want to play your game. And I think there's a couple of things that are going against uh, Call of Duty this year. Uh, one, I, I, I think there's some fatigue. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even finish um, Black Ops. Like, I'm like, I, I'm like, eh, you know, I'd rather play something else, right? But I think the big, the big issue here is they went back to the 1950s i think that's an awful mistake nobody wants to play it i mean listen we played world war ii we played um you know the uh world war one I. I think we're a little bit over it they decided to go back into the korean war now granted i don't believe i've actually been there before for call of duty uh in that particular era um but it's it's it, it i think it's a step back for the uh, regardless of how good it looks i think it's a step back whereas battlefield has return to what we loved about battlefield four it apparently is going to be a very very big game it's going modern from what we understand pong how big of a deal do you think this is for both companies not specifically just xbox or ea to get this game in could get battlefield six day and date in game pass dude 
Woo, sorry, I was taking a sip of my banana daiquiri next to you there. Um, so uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, this is a extremely huge deal. Uh, if all signs and smoke are, you know, are right, and the you know, it seems to be a very, very strong relationship, obviously, with EA. Um, obviously, the the deal to get EA play in the Game Pass, uh, the jumping off point for this uh, fostering of a newfound relationship between Xbox and EA. And I think this is going to, you know, obviously culminate into uh, Battlefield dropping in the Game Pass for a lot of the reasons you just spoke about, Boom. Uh, Call of Duty has has grabbed a hold of the mindshare for quite a long time now, and Battlefield needs to get back to where they were. And I obviously, from a business standpoint, EA and Dice they 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 want it to get back to the point where it used to be a conversation uh, between you know who who had the better multiplayer right who who was better you know was it was it bad company 2 was it battlefield 3 or was it you know call of duty black ops you know or was it you know whatever modern warfare um, and I think they want to get back to those days. They've stumbled uh, hard recently. They've tried some new things. They've tried some things that worked. Um, and then they tried some things that didn't work so well. And I think they've realized that they need to get back to the old formula, get us back to the modern times. And again, they could not have chosen, you know, they they took, you know, Battlefield was a yearly series and they decided to, you know, back off of that. And they, they, they took two years here um, and reformulate. And I think that they've learned their lessons and I think they're going to bring us exactly what we want. And now it's just a matter of fact of proving to people that they are back. Uh, and again, they could not have picked, chosen a better time to do this than right now with Sledgehammer Games seemingly going back to the past one more time with Call of Duty, like you just spoke about. Boom! Um, this is the perfect time because you like, like you said, there the fatigue is real. Yeah, it again, is. If, I, I believe it is, dude. I really I, do. I believe it is. Again, Call of Duty is not going to stop selling. Okay, uh, nobody is going to say that in their right minds. People are still going to buy Call of Duty. Call of Duty, you know, again, that's never going to happen. But what I am saying is that this is a moment in time where if they do this right, they can grab back some of that mind share, get back into the conversation. And if they do it and they do it extremely well, like they did with Battlefield 3 and even Battlefield 4 after they fixed everything, if they get back to that formula, Okay, what you're going to see is a shift. People are going to, even the, the people, the diehard Call of Duty people who are still, you know, out there buying it every year, you're going to see them kind of move on over. And what will have, you know, what will help that situation would be by having a deal uh, to put it into Game Pass. Again, people get to try things. So even if people go, ah, I'm not sure about that yes. battlefield, guess what? No risk. Right, you just download it. If you've got Game Pass, you just download it. You get to try it out, and you go, "That's what I'm talking about." Battlefield is back. Your friends are all playing it. Holy cow! Let's go. Let's let's squad up. Let's do this. And you download it, and that's it. You're you're on your way. And I think that this deal makes so much sense that I'd be surprised at this point if it does not happen. That we do not see Battlefield uh, day and date in Game Pass. I am also have an inkling with those. But the way that they're doing this release, I think that they know that if they don't want to go head to head with Call of Duty and Halo, they need to come out a little bit sooner. 
I would not exp- I would not be surprised if it's ready to rock and roll and they've got all hands on deck, right? So they've they've brought other teams on board to help out with this uh, criterion, I believe is is on uh, helping out Battlefield. Um, if they can pull it off, I think a late summer release heading into early fall to get ahead of the curve uh, drop dude, it into game pass awesome. oh drop it into game pass get out ahead of everybody else get your hype built up Ooh, i think that's a real possibility especially with this little conversation. i love the again boom i love the conversations between social media departments they, they just get it. it it's awesome um but i think all that kind of hints to a big reveal hey we're dropping game pass day and date Oh, by the way, we're going to hit, you know, let's say August, let's say August 15th or whatever the case may be. Get out ahead of everybody else. Grab that mindshare. People will be, you know, over, you know, people are already kind of over Cold War at this point. They've made some missteps. You know, there's still a ton of people playing Warzone, and that's why Call of Duty will always sell. Mm, but if Battlefield, correct. but if Battlefield shows up in August, there's going to be a lot of people, you know, kind of got that Halo hype built up they've got you know that that maybe some people are hyped for call of duty but man a, a big time first person shooter battlefield back at it modern style we, we've heard like 2030 something uh you know with drones and that kind of stuff but not too advanced but really good multiplayer uh dropping sometime in august god they, you would grab a lot of people right at that point who were fiending just to get into a first person shooter a new one um and a lot of people are excited to hear battlefield is back uh so again all these eyes from game pass on it all of a sudden that word of mouth starts spreading there's a lot of battlefield people out there that have been waiting just for them to yeah. drop something good again um that that word of mouth starts spreading all of a sudden you got all these guys on ps5 that are feeding for a first person shooter uh waiting um and next thing you know you've got great sales going on plus you got a huge player base with game pass uh, already established you're in you're in you you've grabbed back a piece of that mind share and then and then obviously the sky's the limit where battlefield can go from there if they decide to drop a battle royale uh later on to compete with warzone they will have fans ready to jump into that as well um i, I just think it's a win-win all the way around boom so i definitely see this happening yeah dude, so do i and, and i and you know something dude let me tell you something i i didn't even fathom hey listen maybe they do an early release Yep. june july august. august because you know what why do you want to see that's the thing that's really good about this and you may be on to something i want to elaborate for a second because november listen i i understand there are going to be some people in this chat there are going to be some people in the community that aren't as let's say quote-unquote excited or confident that halo is going to take over the world well i'm going i'm here to tell you that i beg to differ i i think that what they're going to deliver is going to be an incredible game. Uh, I think we're going to get everything that we've wanted. I think that uh, we're going to walk away very happy. And I think that we're also going to get one of the biggest releases of 2021. You don't obviously want to put a Battlefield 6 up against a Halo because they're going to eat each other's lunch. And you don't want to do that. So you're onto something where I they, they may be looking to push the envelope, get an all-hands-on-deck kind of a situation to get everyone there, to get the game done so they can release it in the summer. And my God, would that be one hell of an announcement at E3? Yep. Oh, by the way, <laughs> the release date is a week from t- or Tuesday, and it's in Game right. Pass. It is going to be pretty epic, dude. 
Yep, exactly. No, I, I, again, that's why my inkling is if it's not right after E3, but just to make the announcement and shock, you know, people who just assume it's coming closer to holiday 2021 and shock everybody and say, nope, we're ready, ready to roll this thing out. Let's go, uh, you know, gear up. Uh, Battlefield six is coming, you know, whatever it is, July, August, um, let's do this. Uh, you know, I think you would just, you would grab so many people out of the gate. I I think it'd be perfect. Yeah, no, I 100%. Well, listen, folks, this has been my God, one hell of a show, one hell of a show. We have one last massive topic and I say math. What about me? Oh my God. You you don't like Battlefield stop. Dude, I want to say I still, that I, I still have to make the chat boomy. Yeah, you know what, um, dude? I, I want to apologize. You, you know, you know what I'm doing right now that I almost forgot. What 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 am I doing, Zemi? What what am I doing that I shouldn't be doing live on the air instead uh, of hosting the show? Texting. No, I'm uh, about to finish up ordering oh, on the Bioware gear store. Yeah. Thanks to you. And, and it's course, your fault, Zemi. See, he was gonna skip you and it was your own fault. <laughs> See? Well, at least he was going to skip me for a really good reason. I'm literally about to hit the the the, the buy button for the Omni uh, Blade, which looks freaking dope. So, of yeah. course, I have to do that. Okay, Zami, let's let's get your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Um, Battlefield Six. Listen, it's 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 been a while since Battlefield has been in the uh, positive conversation with gamers. Ba- you know, uh, Battlefield One, Battlefield Five. You know, World War One, World War Two. Pe- people are tired of it. We've been asking. First of all, to be honest with you, the right answer in this conversation is Battlefield Bad Company Three. That's the correct answer. But <laughs> I suppose if I have to take a runner-up prize, I'll take a modern battlefield and battlefield six and it looks like we're going to get that uh what are your thoughts on how big of how big of a deal is this for both ea and xbox to get it in game pass day and date all right chat get ready to boo all Uh right chat chat are you ready to boo Uh uh-oh yes hashtag uh, cancels emmy i'm ready (laughs) do an advanced chat from now on every tuesday just start out with booze emmy when you first get here hashtag booze emmy so so i will i will say this I am a huge supporter of Battlefield going into Game Pass. I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, a tremendous amount of sense. It would help, um, you know, uh, EA, uh, EA's, you know, Battlefield uh, compete with Call of Duty on on an, on another level, uh, quite possibly on a level that it's never been able to achieve before. So I'm a huge advocate for that. However, I don't think that the tweet that we saw was necessarily super, you know, like like amazing evidence that we're going to see Battlefield in, you know, in um in Game Pass, you know, uh, day and date, all that different Ooh. stuff, right? And the reason Your why past I say that speculation town is revoked is because if you do go and read, you know, that that social it. media post, you can see that there's, you know, definitely some ways that that you know that that you could take what's being said, right? There's many ways of interpreting what is actually being said. Um, and, and as, as much of a great idea and as much as I would want to see battle, uh, battlefield go into game pass, um, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not completely swayed that EA, the company that let's just remember their history would be willing to, you know, to put that game in there. I mean, I, I understand that, you know, you can make a lot of money by putting it in, in, into, into game pass. But, but still, I'm not sure if EA really, really has been you know, persuaded by that. Right. Uh, I think another thing to also remember is that EA has their very own service uh, themselves. Right. And that's, you know, EA play. 
And but EA they, Play is I, directly in Game Pass, and you know what? One sure. of the, one, one of the things that's to take into account is that these games have microtransactions. Yes, but but those but the game's going to have microtransactions, you know, regardless, right? And, and so now we're you know asking ourselves, well, you know, would they make more money making it free to play off of microtransactions, or would they make more money by having microtransactions and selling it at $60 a pop? And by putting it into EA Play, and, and of course, you, you know, you're subscribed to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you have EA Play, but I don't think that Xbox is going to necessarily pay EA for putting it into EA Play, right? Even if it's day and date, right? So, so EA is a greedy company. Right. We, we definitely have to remember that. Just look at their history if you don't believe me. Right. They are a greedy company. And I'm just not 100 percent convinced that they would be willing to do that type of thing. I think it makes a lot of sense for them to do that. I would love for them to do that. But still, that that social media post is, is not, you know, completely 100 percent. It's coming to Game Pass. Don't pre-order your game because we're going to have it day one into Game Pass. I don't think it, you know, necessarily says that. I think that there's other ways that you could interpret that social media post. And then given, you know, EA's history, once again, I I, I think that there's, you know, equal enough reason to kind of think that they wouldn't be willing to do that. Um, of course, EA has, you know, kind of changed uh, a little bit. They, they, they seem to be, you know, not as crappy of a company by, you know, looking at, you know, how, you know, their policy with, uh, with smart delivery versus other companies' policy, um, like Activision and so on. Uh, but, but even still, I, I just don't feel 100% comfortable in saying it's definitely going to happen. I think that there's, you know, reason to also think that it could possibly not happen. Listen, there is, you're absolutely correct, right? Like we are, we're going on the assumption that they are, you know, cause we had heard rumors sure. that, um, we were, that this was the, one of the big AAA bombs, uh, that Microsoft spent a pretty penny on. And, and you know, we, we all, we have to, we always forget, you know, that, that in order to make this happen, Microsoft has to drop a bag of money, potentially two or three bags of monies. Uh, into the uh, into you know into the parking lot of EA to say yeah we want your game in here so they're not getting the game for free and I think that when you look at the overall what what happens in Battlefield what happens in Call of Duty people spend micro money on microtransactions and and I, and I think it, it, the one thing that you're going to see um uh and and what we're going to start hearing is that there's going to be a lot of number crunching to see whether or not it makes f fiscal sense to drop these games into Xbox Game Pass so, of course, they can make money on the, uh, on, on the microtransactions, which I think is really going to happen. Uh, but again, it, it, it's, it's speculation town. We, we, you know, again, this is not just my opinion. We, you know, they were having a conversation with one another, and um, I think that there really is something here. But again, we, we, we're not going to know. But when they say June, maybe that's the big announcement that they're talking about. Again, we don't know. It's going to be very fun to see who's right or wrong here. And I think that if, if it turns out that Battlefield 6 does get into Xbox Game Pass, it is going to be a big win-win for everyone, especially the community at, 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 that supports Xbox Game Pass because that's a, that's a big AAA uh, release. And to get that in there is a really, really big deal. But I want to move on to the last topic of the show, folks. Uh, and this one comes to us. Let me just make sure the timestamp is correct. There we go. 121, because obviously you, you can only imagine some of the messages I get when the timestamps are not correct. Okay, let's let's talk about a game that's releasing 
later this week. Uh, and a story that I pulled from our good friends over at the Video Game Chronicles, which is another website I absolutely adore uh, getting news from because their writers are really fantastic. We now have some performance details for all of the platforms regarding Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which releases on May 14th. And according to the news, the Xbox Series X holds the advantage among its console releases. Now, publisher Electronic Arts has confirmed the performance difference as part of a wider breakdown of the expected frame rate targets and output resolution for all versions of the upcoming title. Now, the three-game remaster collection, which is set to release again for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC on May 14th, along with the forward compatibility of the Xbox Series X, S, and PlayStation 5, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition supports up to, on console, at 120 frames per second exclusively on the Xbox Series X. Now, this is where it gets crazy. If you have a monster PC, and a lot of people in this chat do, you can run the game at 240 frames per second on PC and all of the other platforms, including the PlayStation 5, will can and will only run it at a standard 60 frames per second. Now, console players can toggle between favor quality and favor frame rate gameplay modes at any time on all platforms, allowing players to make the choice uh, between high-definition graphics and, and or a performance mode that maxes out uh, if you have the TV and an Xbox Series X at 120 frames per second. Now, Zemi, I want to go to you first. You're one of the biggest Mass Effect fans. I know you cannot wait for this game. I know that all other games are going to die on the vine once this releases. My two questions to you and, of course, to Pong, as well as the incredible near 400 people that we have here that tuned in for today's Xbox Factor podcast are this. Is the proof in the pudding when it comes to power on the Xbox Series X? And is it another example of why Microsoft, it was a good thing that Microsoft waited for the proper, for the proper uh, AMD technology to be done? And more importantly, how excited are you to play the Mass Effect trilogy again? Uh-oh. Did we freeze? <laughs> Nope, no, I'm an idiot. And I was muted. We did not freeze. Uh, no, <laughs> no, we revoked his pass to Speculation Town, so therefore he has to leave. Oh, so he was waiting in line. <laughs> yeah, okay, I was waiting in line. He didn't have uh, the armband. Well, that's what happens when you make these wild accusations, uh, Zombie Games. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> Chat, please just boo me again. Please, right, like right now, just, just please boo me. Um, no, I, mm. I am super, super, super excited for Mass Effect. Uh, this is a game that I've been really, really, really looking forward to for uh, you know a very, very long time. Uh, even even before it was actually announced, you know, back whenever it was just a rumor that this was happening, I I was I was uh, you know looking forward to something that I guess I didn't even know was going to happen at the time. Um, but I, I am a huge Mass Effect fan. Uh, I, I played all of the original games right whenever they came out, uh, and and I probably played them a lot more than uh, than what I needed to because I, I at the time I was still doing school and I, I missed out on a lot of, you know a lot of homework. Um, but I I absolutely adore Mass Effect, and 
Um, to be able to replay all three of the games, the first one with, you know, improved gameplay, um, all of them with, you know, improved graphics and frame rates and, and so on and so forth uh, is, is absolutely incredible. Not to mention that I get to unlock uh, the achievements again, right? Which, uh, which really, really has me excited. That's Who doesn't like favorite. unlocking achievements? That's one of my favorite things it about like these remakes and these remasters. Like I, I loved that I was able to re unlock every single achievement and mafia two again, like uh, whenever that was, whenever that, that, that trilogy came out. Um, so I, I'm beyond excited. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I've I've been on you know uh, Bioware store just buying a ton of collectibles uh, because I can't wait to play this game. Um, as far as you know, power goes. Um, you know, for me personally, power is not the most important thing, right? You know, if if I primarily played on a PlayStation, you know, the idea that I couldn't get 120 frames per second, it wouldn't kill me, right? It wouldn't bother me. Will, will it bother some PlayStation users? Absolutely it will, right? Um, but for me personally, it wouldn't. Um, you know, even, even, you know, given that I have a Series X, um, I'm actually going to be playing the game on uh, like the favor quality mode. Um, so I'm going to be playing at 4K, 60 frames per second. You know what? I hate to say this. I'm kind of a graphics whore. So I, I think I agree with you there. I think I'm going to yeah. be playing it there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, 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 you know, is the Xbox Series X more powerful than the PS5? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, is it so much more powerful that, you know, why would you buy a, you know, a PS5? No, I wouldn't necessarily say that. But um, I, I think it's awesome that, you know, that really a lot of it's choice, right? And, and, you know, on Xbox players have the choice of how they want to experience the game, right? You and me, we're, we, we want the graphics, right? We want 4k. Um, so we're going to go with that option, but there's other people that really want that 120 frames per second. And, and on Xbox, they actually do have that choice. Whereas on other systems, they don't, right? Um, so that, that is one of the, I think the biggest, uh, advantages, uh, that Xbox has here, uh, isn't necessarily that, you know, they just have 120 frames per second, but it's more or less the choice that, that, you know, that, that, that feature gives to its players. Um, but yeah, overall I'm, I'm, you know, ecstatic. I can't wait for May 14th, whenever the game comes out. Um, I actually have intentionally not started playing any other game because I, uh, only play like one game at a time. I don't bounce, you know, back and forth to multiple single player games. I, I start one, I finish it, and then I move on to the next. And I just don't think I have enough time right now. I have to, to really be Resident Evil in the next 48 hours. Otherwise I'm yeah, screwed. Exactly. And I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to be in that situation. So I haven't, I have intentionally not started anything uh, because we're so close to Mass Effect coming out. And because I know day one, I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm probably going to be pulling 12 hour shifts. I don't know how much sleep I'm going to get, but I'm going to be playing a lot of Mass Effect and I'm going to be saving the universe from the Reapers. Well, I'm right there with you, brother. And I'm going to look um, for uh, one of the achievements that I got. Uh, I talk about this all the time because I'm, you know, like, there, there are certain achievements that happen, not in your life, because we're talking about video games, we're talking about just video mm -hmm. game achievements that, that you look back and, or you hearken back on. And you're like, I remember that day like it was yesterday. And I do remember <laughs> that when I got that 75 point achievement 
for the final mission in Mass Effect 2, no one of my crew died. Dude, I yes. jumped up so freaking high. I have I have uh, eight foot ceilings. I might have almost hit my head. Did, did you do it the first time or did you do it on I did it on my third playthrough. Third playthrough. Yeah, dude. Third yeah. playthrough. I the second the, the the second one, I was like, Yeah, I got it, I got it. And one person died. That was like almost one of those mm. controller breaking moments. I'm like, you mother effer. And <laughs> so then I restarted it. And again, I I've played through Mass Effect multiple Mass Effect 2 multiple times. Uh mm. it, it's 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 never it's it's not like oh I had I had to play Mass Effect 2, but I when I got that achievement, I I felt like it's it's like for me out of all of my achievements, and I'm closing in on three hundred thousand gamer score, that it's like my crowning jewel achievement for me because I love the series, I love that particular version. Uh, you know, Mass Effect Two is my favorite of the series, and uh, that that achievement is just man, it just it's awesome. No, for sure, and it, it, it was definitely a tough one to get. Like I uh, I think I actually got mine on the second playthrough. Um, but, uh, but if I didn't, I would have had to pick it up on my third or fourth for sure. Um, but yeah, no, that I, I definitely remember that achievement as well. That, I, I, I think a lot of Mass Effect fans that, you know, played through the original trilogy, uh, definitely remember that one. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Uh, Pong, let's, let's get your, your opinion on this before we get everyone out of here. Uh, for you personally, hearing that you can play Mass Effect, uh, the, the you know the the trilogy at 120 frames per second exclusively on the Xbox uh, Series X, and I see people in the in the chat going back and forth about that the PS5 is is as powerful. It, it's actually not. There there are a lot. I mean, listen, it's th there's a reason why Sony is 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 going to go back into redesign the PlayStation 5, folks. That, that story is real. Um, it's not as as powerful. It, it, it's it's missing a significant amount. Kirby Louise is in the chat trying to uh, you know confirm my, my my not my suspicions, the actual facts. The reality is is that the PlayStation Five is a fantastic piece of of hardware. The controller mm -hmm. is incredible. I absolutely love it. But to say yep. that they're close in power is that, that now you're pushing the envelope in the wrong direction. I don't think that's back uh, true at all. And I think there's a reason why Sony has to. If you if you think that that BS reason about oh they want to uh, you know redesign it so they can manufacture more of them, if, if you believe that, then I got a bridge to sell you because that's not in fact the truth. They 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 rushed it out, and what you're seeing, what we're playing, is a prototype, which is why it has so many problems. And why and why the there's so many advancements to the Xbox Series X as opposed to the PlayStation Five. It, it, again, it's it, I don't even know why we're even having this conversation. I don't want to make it a console war thing, but the reality is the reality. Uh, but please, by all means, uh, Pong, continue with the conversation regarding Mass Effect playing at 120 frames per second on the Series X only, or are you going to play it like me and Zemi be graphic whores? Okay, so. <clears throat> Mass Effect, uh, one of my top five series of all time. Uh, one of my favorites out there. It changed uh, sci-fi genre for games forever. Uh, absolutely one of the greatest stories ever told in a video game by far. Um, and some of the best character development, peak Bioware, uh, especially out of the uh, first two, uh, for sure. The third one, um, you know, again, it had its issues. But again, overall, the trilogy is just simply brilliant and i absolutely love it i've got it pre-downloaded uh, i'm a budget gamer so i have to pick and choose what i i do buy uh, but mass effect is definitely already waiting for the 14th this week i cannot yes. wait yeah i cannot wait um 
as far as uh, the uh, frame rate and graphics goes, I can I, I options are always good. This goes back to Microsoft's forward thinking. Yes. Uh, and indeed. this is why I love because this goes actually more to backwards compatibility than it does power. Uh, this has to do with they would have to remake the game from uh, they would have to make a specific PS5 version uh, in order to get it to do the 120. Whereas because Microsoft uh, started prepping for 120 frames uh, back during uh, the uh, Xbox One X generation, uh, they saw this coming. And so when a developer has to go back and uh, prep an older gen, uh, they can basically have it unlocked and run it at 120 uh, because that that was already built in to the old gen versions, which is absolutely beautiful. Uh, that's my understanding of it. And I love it because more options, the better. better. Yeah, we, we, we win as gamers. Absolutely. Absolutely, of course. And I am lucky enough to have a TV that supports 120, so I definitely will be playing it at 120. Now, will I settle in at 4K 60? I don't know yet. Um, there are you some games. You got to see what that just, bad boy looks like, man. I, yeah, got to see what it looks like, and I got. I'll, I'll, I'll be checking out both, obviously. But 1440 at 120 is pretty crispy for me i think it just depends on how it feels right if because again 120 is more about feel uh it's not it's right. not so much about visual right. so i just want to see how the combat feels at 120 because everything else that i've played titanfall 2 at 120 oh, is simply so good it's incredible <laughs> so it is um so i am looking forward to it but again i just got to give kudos and props to xbox phil and his team thinking ahead to even the next generations coming up and saying, you know what, even though the One X can't do this, we need to prep so that these developers uh, with their titles are, you know, able to enable this for the next gen if they're going to go back to these games. Again, this all goes back to the backwards compatibility and their thought process. It's a beautiful thing, but again, give me more and more options. But I am just thrilled to have the opportunity to go back and play through one through three, even though, you know, again, I, I consider five trilogy. I have not replayed them uh, that many times. So for me, this is going to be like going back to an old friend I haven't seen in a long time. And that old friend happens to uh, just look a whole lot better uh, than they did before. And I that for me is going to be huge. I still think. Shout out too to the Iron Lords podcast for doing their debate over ME1 oh, and yes. ME2. Anybody who is an ME fan uh, and has already played the games, go check it out. It's spoiler filled. They talk about everything, but man, that was a great debate that they hosted over there. Um, but you know, the the simple fact is, I can't wait to see ME1. Uh, I mean, I I personally uh, still believe ME1 is the greatest, um, but I can't. You know, again, all that aside, the controls were not the best, and the Mako was absolutely awful. So. It was cannot, terrible to drive. It was, yeah, it was. And, and they're improving all of that for like, this new yes, trilogy, which correct. is correct. Yes, yes. That's why I, I can't go back and wait to experience ME1 in the best light possible. For mm -hmm. me, that is going to be, it, it's going to be like a new game. Um, and I, I, I just, I have this, uh, I, I want to see if it lives up to my imagination of how it's going to feel um, and how it's going to look on screen. I've seen the videos. I've seen the side-by-sides. I just want to see it live in my living room. I cannot wait for the 14th. It cannot come soon enough this week. I, I just, I'm, I'm over the moon excited about this and yeah. I'm glad they did it finally because we've been asking for it for a long time. So this is, this is fantastic. You know what? I, but besides that, I, I, what I'm hoping, and again, this could be another whole topic, but we, we're not going to get into it because obviously we're past the 90 minute mark already. Uh, what I'm hoping this trilogy does, 
And I think this trilogy is not only going to uh, sell like hotcakes. Mm -hmm. I hope this opens the door for EA to look in their catalog and give us a Dead Space trilogy done in the same format. I, oh, yeah. I know I know it's wishful thinking, but if this well, does as well as I think it's going to do, I think we could see that happen. Boom, to your point, they you know, again, this latest FPS boost drop did not include the dead spaces, and that could be a possibility, you know, an indicator that if Mass Effect Legendary Edition goes well that they would be willing to go back and do dead space kind of the same thing oh my because, god because you know it. they know people have been clamoring for it and you know I, I was kind of shocked when the boost dropped you know all you know 70 whatever it was games 70, 74 games 74 yeah. games and and dead space was not included in there um i definitely think that could mean that they went and asked ea and ea said no and you know we've got some plans for that because you know they did other ea games so why would they not do dead space so i'm hoping that that's 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 a sign of things to come that that ea is going to go ahead and take a look at the mass effect legendary edition see how the sales are um and then move forward with a dead space uh remake uh or you know remaster whatever you want to call it remaster i suppose is a better term um and, and bring those back to life again because again the, as much clamoring as there have been for mass effect there's been about the same amount for for dead space so uh i definitely think that ea be, from a business standpoint realizes that they are well, they love money gold they're, they're money whores, yeah, so, yeah exactly yeah. but uh, you know what uh, i'll just finish with this uh, beyond myself i am just so excited for everybody who never got to experience mass effect being able to go and do this all the new people because there are a lot more than <laughs> i ever my, my my brother from another i steal has never experienced mass effect oh, and so i'm jealous I, oh I'm jealous. absolutely absolutely there are so many people that have not experienced mass effect and to be able to go back and see it in this light for the first time what an experience and like you said boom just jealous uh yeah. but it, i can't wait to see all the new fans come out of the woodwork uh, for mass effect trilogy and realize how just incredible of a trilogy and what it meant to video game history uh that this series is i, I would dare say and I, I i could get booed it could be hashtag cancel uh, mr boomstick I, I would dare say that mass Effect's story its trilogy is so important that i would dare say and i'm a huge fan of this as equal to Star Wars, the first, yeah. the first, uh, the episodes four, five, and six. Yeah, what it meant like, to I, the like I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think that the the storytelling in that that was Bioware at their absolute finest. Unfortunately, that's not the same Bioware. I hope that they could somehow rekindle that with uh with you know the new mass effect that they're working on but you know only time is going to tell but what man this has been one hell of a show uh and obviously we had almost 400 people here i want to thank everybody who tuned in obviously if you're new to the channel uh hit that like button and more importantly hit the subscribe button see if, if you know maybe you want to get this content weekly we do four live shows weekly um and uh they're all i mean we they're non-toxic folks this, we come here to have fun and uh, I think we had a lot of fun. So let's get to the outros, get everyone out of here. Zemi Games, yes. I want to thank you so much for being here, brother. Tell everyone about the constantgamer.com. And more importantly, where could people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media? Yeah, absolutely. So my website's called constantgamer.com. It's a gaming media website similar to IGN, similar to Kotaku, GameSpot. Uh, the biggest difference is that uh, we are just more objective in how we report uh, gaming news. 
Um, you know, we don't mix um, our personal feelings and 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 thoughts into you know what should be actual factual news. Um, and, and in addition to doing gaming news, we also do game reviews, uh, featured articles, uh, fun uh, gaming related uh, quizzes. And all sorts of other different, you know, all sorts of other content. Um, so if you're interested in checking that out, uh, definitely go to constantgamer.com. Uh, we're also currently still looking for new writers. So if any of you guys would be interested in writing for a website like this, um, all you have to do is just go to the website, uh, click on the contact us button and click on the button that says join the team, fill out a short application and I'll be in touch with you. Uh, boom. Once again, this show was absolutely fire. These topics were amazing. Um, and uh, I can't wait for next week's show, man. Thanks. Well, listen, dude, I, I, we love doing this, right? And I love having you guys here each and every week. We're Xbox fans, and we are just about to get into the neck deep of it. Because yes, E3 is only a couple of weeks away. And I say a couple, I don't mean two, but obviously we're in uh, you know, the, the second week of May, which means that E3 is about a month away. And my God, no one's going to have you covered more than the constantgamer.com. And of course, the podcasts here at Prime Primetime Gaming, at Double Barrel Gaming. And of course, this uh, the shows that Pong Soul just happens to be a part of. Pong, first of all, what you're doing with Steel Rain on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with Living Split Screen is phenomenal. Your work on the Xbox Ultimate Podcast, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fridays with Mav and that incredible, I would say, Power Rangers level crew <laughs> is incredible. Tell everyone where they can check you out on these shows, what you got going on, and where can people find you on social media? Oh, absolutely, Boom. Again, phenomenal show, Boom. Uh, just fantastic to be here every Tuesday with you and Zemi. Love it, man. We have such a good time, and I'm so thankful all the time that you invited me to be a part of it. Chat, you guys were on fire as always, nearly 400 people, but you guys were lighting up the chat with conversations love to see it um and so thank you all for coming out and supporting us uh so you can find me pong soul everywhere xbox uh twitter and in friday nights as boom was just talking about xbox ultimate with the fun speculation aka mav his wife caitlin and the rest of the magnificent seven that starts at 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time come check us out we do have a great time uh and then on uh saturday morning steel rain myself are giving you guys episode number eight we just finished episode seven nice. of living split screen split screen is all one word come check us out on your saturday mornings just put us on the background like boom does while he's doing things um usually, when, a, usually when i'm making breakfast exactly exactly <laughs> uh but the support from the community has been absolutely fantastic but all we try to do is it's just him and i we try to have just conversations they're free-flowing it's organic uh, you know we'll talk about things across the entire industry last week we talked about reviewers and all that kind of stuff um but it's just him and i going back and forth so you never know where the conversation is going to go we try to have a good time we try to involve the chat uh we've been dropping codes uh so just come check us out that starts at 10 o'clock uh 10 a.m eastern time uh nine o'clock central time 3 p.m uk time uh just a, just a great time him and i are just loving it. it's turned out almost exactly uh what we thought it was going to and uh, we got some big plans for it so come come see us and then saturday nights is the shop podcast with ptk blam Fuzzy Belvedere, Stegarilla, and Centurion. Again, quick show. We try to keep it just a little bit over an hour long. We've been having some incredible
incredible guests. Uh, we had uh, Lord Attic from Iron Lords on last Saturday. The prior week, we had Josh Muncie, uh, Xbox marketing manager. Um, so again, PTK has been knocking it out of the park with his guest lineup. Uh, just a great show. Come check us out. 9 p.m. Eastern time, 8 o'clock Central time. Again, love you all. Thank you all. And I can't wait to do this again next Tuesday. And uh, oh, noobs and pros tonight. Noobs and pros. I'm going to be guest hosting. It's a fun show. Um, come check come check that out it starts at uh, eight o'clock nine o'clock eastern time eight o'clock central time noobs and pros uh mav's gonna be on there tonight nice. a lot of the xbox ultimate crew has been crossing over lady af's on there almost every week three bits been on there i don't know how many times but uh great group a couple guys there and we're just gonna have a good time so noobs and pros tonight yeah well looking forward to that brother and you obviously gonna you may need to take a break to actually play some games because <laughs> my god you're super busy but listen folks thank you so much for tuning in and supporting double barrel gaming if you would be so kind and i'm not mind controlling anyone uh you know uh tweet this out let people know about the xbox factor podcast uh if you're not subscribed please consider hitting the subscribe button mrs boomstick and i are still giving away an xbox series x and a runner-up prize of an Xbox Series S, both with a year of Xbox Game Pass for free once we surpass 10,000 subs, folks, and we're closing in on 8,300. So if you are new, you want a chance at winning the prize, uh, you know, subscribe to the channel, but don't subscribe just for prizes. Honestly, the content here, and I'm not tooting my own horn, is well, uh, is well, it's well documented that I do my research, and of course, it's fun. And uh, it's it's non-console war-based. It's nothing is done for clicks. Nothing is done for, for likes other than the fact that we do a lot of these shows. If you are here already, please hit that like button. And of course, we got to thank, um, you know, Lethal Papa, the sheriff in the chat, walking silently and carrying a very big band stick because it's because of his tireless work that you guys, guys and gals can come here and hang out. And don't worry about the trolls of the interweb. So, of course, he works tirelessly. And thank you. Thank you so much, Lethal. But anyway, folks, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad told us when we were kids. And I think now, more than ever, it's super important. He said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. If you live by those rules, you're going to have one heck of a day. Thank you so much for being here. Everyone take care. And we'll see you on Thursday's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Oh.